The last verse said, there is a time of need in the life of everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. There's a time of need. Number two, there is help at the time of need. If you know where the help is. The reason why people die, why people get defeated in times of need is because there's no help. Number three, there is a throne of grace. There is a throne, a throne of grace. And number four, we have a high priest, a high priest. Our high priest can be touched with our infirmities. He knows the way we feel. He has been hungry before. He has been betrayed before. He has been tired before. He has died before. And then the last point is that we have great number of witnesses. It's like the stadium. There are 22 people playing football. But how many of us are watching? Thousands in the stadium, millions. You know, when I hear some people, the way they talk about Asna, they've not even got to the airport. They don't even know, they don't even know where what here, the London. They don't know where Asna is. Tomban so Asna by. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know anywhere. Kotieti the airport. You know, <laughs> you need to get to London and, walk, and go towards Finsbury Park and get to North London to find where Asna is. Meanwhile, the 22 players, I want you to make over, they earn about 400 pounds per week. This guy that is talking, don't worry, earn nothing. He knows nothing. <laughs> When they are telling you about Lionel uh, 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 Messi, as if they live together, they've never seen they've never seen Messi before, except on the television. <laughs> Sometimes I used to ask them, "You want to answer for Messi? How tall is Messi?" <laughs> ah, <laughs> you know, so they make me laugh. <laughs> they make me laugh. So, in this particular case. We need to know that there is a throne of grace. So as a way of introduction, there is a throne of grace available. And the reason why I, I want us to know it, anybody who didn't come to Bible study may not know it. Uh, this is not a Sunday topic. <laughs> if you know there is a throne of grace, then there is no problem you can find yourself in that you will not come out. In front of kidnappers like this, and armed robbers that want to shoot, if you remember that there is a throne of grace, oh, they shoot. They may be shooting everybody else. 
But as soon as you just remember, I'm in trouble, I am in need, but there's a throne of grace. You just connect with the throne. Finish. I was reading about uh, the vice president's mother who turned, uh, I don't know how many years now, and they were interviewing him in the uh, journalist. And he was telling, she was telling them, he said, I want to thank God for the women in our church. Those women, everywhere they were going, I was following them. They were into evangelism, WMU, and all that. He said, let me tell you, if I die now, I know I'm going to see God. <laughs> what an assurance. He said, because she's been working in the mission field with women. I will go. She will go with them. And she's crossed the threshold. She now knows that God is real. What is he? There is no doubt in my mind. So you can't frighten such a woman with death. Mama said, I will go home quickly. <laughs> so there is a throne, and you need to remember it all the time. You need to live with the knowledge that there's a throne that is available for all those who are redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ, our great high priest. So during this period, we must all be reminded that we have access to the throne where there are grace and mercy. It's not like uh, Asorok, where you would do, they would do security checks and security checks and security checks and security checks. And then when you finally get in to see the president, he sees you for two minutes. There was a governor when I was uh, in the company. My chairman spent 10 days waiting to see the governor. I had to tell the chairman, I said, you know, I can't do it. To reward. <laughs> he said, Mike, you know the frustrating thing. When I saw him, I saw him for five minutes. Governor, governor. Before you now talk of president. But the throne of our God is not like that. So we are, what is the throne of grace? Let's read it together. I want to go. The throne of grace is the throne where God reigns over all circumstances facing the children of God in their life's journey. At this throne, God provides grace and mercy to enable the children of God overcome their challenges in their Christian journey. They don't just get to the throne and be eating rice and be playing music and be dancing. No, 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 no. They are there at the throne for emergencies. Uh, towards the end of the year, one of our neighbors is out, caught fire. In fact, Christmas night. And he said he woke up around 2 a.m., went to the toilet. By the time he was coming back, his family lounge upstairs, he saw the television burning from the top like this. And he said, he said for a moment, he thought, so is this the end? Now, if he had looked back, at the back of his bedroom, where there is a balcony, there was no fire there. All he needed to do was to just close the door with the fire and just jump out. He said, but nothing told me to look back. He went through the fire. The fire burned him. His son was caught. I'm talking about uh, access. 
He said, I didn't know that Lagos State works. So. He said, before I knew it, fire engine had come. Ambulance followed it. It was 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. I even woke up to go to the toilet, and then I was hearing some noise. So I was telling myself that, ah, ah, some people have been having Christmas party since yesterday, and this is 4 o'clock. They are still having parties. Kilo day. And then I looked, and I discovered it was not party. It was the fire engine. <laughs> ah. I said, ah, it's not party, oh. <laughs> I saw the fire engine. And at the back of the fire engine, I saw the ambulance. So in my usual self, I just wanted to go and sleep. I said, eh. My wife said, Omar Lawson, our neighbor. <laughs> our neighbor said, it's catching fire. Won't you go there and find out? I quickly washed my face, and when I got there, the place was still burning. Firemen were still trying to. So I asked for the neighbor. Said they take him to the hospital, and I went to see him ten days later in the burn center in Bagada. He said, "Mike, you will not believe." When they took me, they took him to that emergency near toll gate. Honestly, I didn't know it worked. Ah, he said, Mike, it worked. So we got there around 3 o'clock or quarter to 4. He said, 10 minutes later, doctors, nurses, ah, ah, they quickly put oxygen so that the smoke will not go and kill him. He said, I was there until 11 in the morning when he stabilized before they now took him to Bagada. So this throne works, especially when you are in need of emergency. You don't need a phone call, just speak. Father, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> Can you send help from the throne? Finish. And let me tell you, I have been there many, many, many times. Where if not that God sent help, my story will have been different. So where is this throne? The location of this throne is in heaven. When we get there, you will see it. But the function of the throne is all over the world. And it can be accessed in heaven, on earth, beneath the earth, through the name of Jesus. That's why the Bible says, he gave him a name, Philippians 2.15, that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every name must bow. If you are in trouble, if you just want a name to call, just shout Jesus. That's all. There's someone who said, trailer was coming. I saw death like this. I said, well, <laughs> I want to see Jesus. So that's all he could call. Jesus! He said, I don't know. I just discovered that I didn't die. <laughs> I don't know where the trailer went. But the trailer just did not hit my car. He said, I knew it was just few feet between the trailer and myself. Said the name of Jesus just diverted the trailer. So the throne is available. And once the believer begins to pray, and it's not a long prayer, whenever you find yourself in trouble in front of the enemy, that is not the time to say, eh, God, I know the lies I was telling last week. Uh, if you forgive me, you don't have time for that. When you get home, <laughs> it's like if, if any of the children is in trouble, 
he now calls me. You think we'll be talking about uh, the place he did not wash or the bed sheet he did not clean? No. Once I just said, Daddy, I'm in trouble, finish. That's all. We'll be talking about the rest later. So whenever you are in trouble, that is not the time. The devil should come and tell you what you did not do right with God. You tell him, just shut up. I'm talking to my dad. <laughs> it's none of your business. When we get home, we will sort it out. And I discover a lot of Christians fail at this point. You are in need of help from your heavenly father. And then instead of you to tell them, tell your dad what the problem is, you are now confessing two sins of two weeks ago. Eh, who wants to hear? <laughs> there was a story. Angel came and visited the family. And so was telling them about Abraham. Was saying, you see, this is how we carried Abraham. Now, this particular fellow, what he was expecting the angels to explain was he was looking for the place where Abraham told them that his wife was his sister. Out of all the stories that the angel was telling him. So when the angel finished, he said, ah, you just finished telling me about uh, Abraham, but what about this place that I read in the Bible? <laughs> the angel smiled and said, we don't keep such records. <laughs> we don't keep records like that. We are here to look after God's children. We are not agents of the enemy. We are not fault finders. We are not the accuser of the brethren. No. We don't accuse brethren, no. We look after them, and that is why the Bible says you must come boldly, boldly. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody convince you when you need help from God that God will not give you help because you sinned or you did something. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, that was the time Jesus came and died for us. Now that you are born again, a brother was uh, dealing with a demon possessed and was about to cast out the devil. So he got there and he said, I command in the mighty name of Jesus, get out of her. And the demon spoke and said, you have not fasted today. Fasting? <laughs> the brother got annoyed and said, I fasted before. Get out! In Jesus' name. He just, he really just, just <laughs> so don't allow condemnation from anybody. And that's why the Bible says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. But it doesn't stop there. It now says, any tongue that is raised against you, God won't do anything about it. Who is to do something about it? You should condemn. Why? Because of the heritage. Because of the heritage. I don't know anybody in my family that you will come and tell me, eh, Mr. Lainka, you shouldn't look after Lalu because, in fact, when he was in GS3, he did this for you. Who are you? Get lost, Joe. <laughs> so God protects his family, and he protects you like that. When you have come out of trouble, uh -huh, 
You can lie down when you get home and say, Father, you are so wonderful. Even with all my trouble, you still save me. That's what he does. That's what fathers do. Fathers don't, don't rebuke their children at the point of danger. No. Children can do it too. Children can say, Dad, uh -huh, you now need our help now. Uh -huh, I want money. Eh? But father, no. Father stands up and defends his own. You don't, you, don't, you don't turn your children to the enemy because they sinned against you. No. So the throne is available. Why do we need the throne? So many reasons, but I've just listed some. The children of God will belong to the kingdom. Our father is the king of the kingdom. And we have a mark on our head that we belong to the kingdom. So you cannot but defend us. So a throne is available. And once you belong to the kingdom, you go there anytime. There's a recognition on your head. When you are coming, they know you, are, you belong to the kingdom and they give you access. Number two, we are on a mission for the Lord. And the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. We will go with power. We will go with strength. We will go with the power of the living God and with his grace as well. Why must we draw near to the cross? To the, to the throne whenever there is a need in our life we must move in to the grace we are in a battle and this battle we must win so we must constantly go to the throne the reason why we need the throne is simple you know two Sundays ago or so some people were baptized. And when they entered the water, they first of all confessed. I have confessed that I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Then the minister now said, upon the confession of your mouth, I have baptized you in the name of the Father. As soon as you make that confession, it doesn't matter where, you can be sure you will be tested, you will be tempted, you will be checked. And because we are children of the living God, they test us, the enemy checks. And that's why Jesus Christ was talking about the, the seed that fell on the rock. He said he was happy, but when the pressures of life came, he didn't make it. When you get to a new place and you are born again Christian, they don't know you. The safest thing is let them know you are a Christian from day one because they will tempt you. So if you tell them you are a Christian from day one and they now see you do certain things that are not Christian, what would they say? Shebi, uh, when you came, when you came to this place last week, did you not say? I will tell you the story. Don't laugh. Oh. The pastors' conference, pastors' meeting. 
Many pastors came. But this pastor went for a revival. Revival. So he would preach to the church in the evening. And during the day, he would go somewhere else. That place where he goes, there's a girl there who used to come to the revival. So when he buys whatever he wants to drink, the girl will give him discounts. Just give him discounts. Is he not the pastor that uh, was in church? So the pastor was noticing it. So the evening before the last day, he then said, ah, come, why are you always giving me discount? He said, ah, you are the revivalist who preaches in church now. I've always seen you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just recognized that, ah, this is <laughs> foolish girl. You will have said, no, Mr. Pastor, are you not the one who came to church to preach? You know, that's what happens now. People live like this. So the point I'm making is that if you are not ready to be tested and tempted, just don't tell anybody you are a child of God. And because Jesus knows that we'll be tempted, they will test you. Once you discover you can't cope, <laughs> run to the throne of grace. Don't follow. You must persevere. Don't fall. I discover now, well, that the type of Christians we have now, this confession of faith means nothing. <laughs> During my own time, everybody knew us in the University of Ibadan. <laughs> when they entered Kuti Hall, where I was, they can point to you which room Christian live. So that's why when we sing, I have decided, people sing it dancing now, but during my time, we, we sing it with seriousness because you don't know how far you will go. But things are so easy now. Christian will tell you something. The same people, you don't even know who is born again, who is not born again. Everybody is a born again fellow now. But let me tell you, when we get to heaven, you won't sneak in, no. You won't sneak in at all. It's either your name is there, or it's not there. So, we, are we, are, we face challenges in this world, and those who compromise can keep compromising. Number five, we must obtain mercy and grace in times of need. And Jesus wants us to be victorious. So, if someone is not victorious, it is not because God has not made provision. And that's why I'm telling you that there's a throne of grace. What happens at the throne of grace? The first thing you will discover is that God is on the throne. The Almighty God is present on the throne. When you begin to talk to Him, His presence alone will grant you peace. 
Number two, there is peace and joy at the throne. At the throne of grace, it's a place of calmness. It calms you down and says, relax, I am here. It is not a throne you, you get to and nothing happens, no. From now on, you notice it. Whenever you discover you are the threshold of trouble and you don't know what to do, contact the throne and come and tell me your experience. Don't forget. And that is why when there are problems, someone who knows that there is a throne of grace will be calm. It says in verse 14, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, we must hold our profession. This confession you've made that you are a child of God, don't drop it. Hold it. You were telling me of one young man that died two, three, six weeks ago or so. Arm robbers got to the bank. And then when they got to the bank, they were robbing the bank. And these three gentlemen just finished eating in the canteen and were coming. And they just entered into the hand of the robbers. So they said the three of them should lie down. And while they were lying down, they asked them, are you a Christian? He said yes, and they shot him dead. Are you a Christian? He said yes, and they shot him dead. When they got to the third fellow, <laughs> of course you know what he said. He's not, I'm not a Christian, no. And his name was Emmanuel. And they left him. Let me tell you, when we get to heaven, that day will reappear again. And Jesus is going to say, I, I was there. I was standing by to carry you to heaven like the other two. But you denied me. You can't enter here. <laughs> Except, maybe you will repent. But that's what can happen. If somebody comes and says, are you a Christian? May I be able to say, yes, I'm a Christian. Let them blow the head off. <laughs> I'll get to heaven. It is because of times like that that we are learning this. There's the throne of grace. And the Almighty God is there. So the children present themselves to their father for courage and for strength. Who can come to the throne of grace? Let's conclude. Number one, we read it here in verse 14. He said, verse 15, For we have a, not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but in all point tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So those of us who have high priests, the Lord Jesus Christ, the throne is available for us. Number two, those who are on errand for the Lord, 
who are going to make disciples of all nations. The throne is available. And those who need grace and mercy. Do you need grace of God or the mercy of God? The throne is open for you. And then everyone that accepts the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me conclude with verse 16. He said, let us therefore come. I want to talk about come. Come has enough power to keep you above all situations. Jesus went away to pray, and by the time he finished praying, they had sailed off, and Jesus was coming on the water. And they were scared. And he said, don't be afraid, I am me, I'm, I'm the one. And Peter said, eh, you are the one, you look like a ghost. If you are, ask me to come. He didn't say if you are, ask me to go. To go and to come means two different things. And Jesus Christ said, come. Unqualified come. And Peter didn't waste time. He started walking on the water. And that is why in this particular case, he did not say, let us therefore go to the throne of grace. We're already in the kingdom. The throne of grace is in our father's kingdom. It's in our father's palace. So we come there. If you are coming to our house, I won't say, go to our house. No, I'll say, come, come, come to our house. He said, therefore, let us therefore come boldly. Let me conclude by the word boldly. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. The Bible says, the sinner is running when no one is pursuing him. The wicked flee when no man pursues him. But the righteous are bold as liars. Be bold. Be bold. Believe that God will not let you down. See the three Hebrew boys. The king told them, don't talk to any other king except my, uh, my name. And they refused. And they've never read before that somebody they put in fire survived it. It's very easy for us to be reading now. There are so many miracles in the Bible now, we don't know it can happen. But when they first happened, just like this space, this particular passage we are reading, Paul wrote to the Hebrew Christian when they were being persecuted to go back into Judaism. There was so much persecution and they were not sure. This Jesus we are holding, are we sure? And Paul wrote to them, said, no, hold your confession. Don't go back to Judaism. The Lord Jesus Christ is real. He now said, come boldly. It's very easy for us in New Glory Baptist Church in 2016 to be reading it. I just said the book uh, of Hebrews chapter 4. 
the Hebrew Christian that Paul was writing to, they were at the verge of denying the faith. What you see, they were tired. They were being constantly persecuted. And some of them were already thinking, ah, and Paul was saying, no, don't go back. Hold fast to your confession. Come to the throne of grace and get help in time of your need. This time when your faith is so weak, when those people are telling you, with Jesus, with Jesus, you are wasting your time, come back to Judaism, Joe. Don't drop your profession. Hold that. And that is why it's relevant to us. It doesn't matter your individual circumstances. Situations come in life. And you know the only reason why you are going through those trials and temptations is just because you are a child of God. Even in the home, the husband will be going through all kinds of harassment from the wife or the other way around. The only reason your wife can treat you that way is because you are a child of God. There's a security. If you are not a child of God. The same thing for husbands. So you, your faith is tested every day. That is not the time to say, eh, you are lucky I'm a Christian. Eh, you are not a Christian. What would you have done? Why won't you say, I, am, I thank God I'm a child of God? And you won't take it from me. Don't lose your birthrights. Whatever the situation. And I've had Christians that have gone to do things because somebody challenged your faith. If somebody challenged your faith, you have to stand. I'll tell you a story and then we'll close. A pastor just arrived in one, a new posting. And so, he didn't know anybody. He was still trying to find his bearing. So he entered the bus. So, so when he entered the bus, the bus conductor or the bus driver, when he was going, he paid. And he discovered that they gave him 50 pence more. So he sat down in the bus as the bus was going. And he was thinking, I'm a new pastor in this place. Now he has given me 50 pence more than what he should give me. Should I keep it? Should I go back to the driver or the conductor and tell him? So throughout the journey, that was what the pastor, new pastor, that was what the devil was tormenting him with. <laughs> he said, so I started praying. So I made up my mind. So as he was going, he now got to the driver and said, you give me excess of 50 pence. And you know what the driver said? You are the new pastor that had just come to town. I just gave you to test you. I've been thinking of a church where I will come. You will see me on Sunday. And he came the following Sunday with his entire family. Who said somebody is not watching you? Ah, 
It doesn't need to be Pastor Lion Cow <laughs> for me. I know the whole, you are talking about Asna now. You will know somebody whose call against his goal, Abi. <laughs> if somebody made a mistake and went to score for the enemy, we'll be talking about him. There are people around. That pastor said God. <laughs> so, you think somebody is not watching. It's not only pastor they watch you. Once you declare that you are a child of God, everybody is watching. Now, suppose the man went with the 50 pence. Do you think the driver would have called him back? No. But he has already known that, hey, that pastor, <laughs> he's going to call somebody from the church. Did you say you just have a new pastor? Be careful about that pastor. I can't trust him. <laughs> Your testimony finishes from there. So know that there is a throne of grace. Go there often. Hold fast your confession. Because there is a time of need. And there is grace and mercy. Let's pray. I want you to talk to God before we go and switch on the light. The throne of grace belongs to all of us. Maybe you are in church this evening and you need to access the throne for something. There is something the enemy is using to torment you. Go to the throne. Speak to the Lord this time. Ask God to cleanse you. Ask God to grant you victory. Permanent victory. So that you will not be tormented. The enemy will not cheat you again. There is the throne of grace. Speak to the Lord now. Because the throne is available. And the Lord can minister unto you this night. The throne of God is available. And we can go there anytime, anywhere. Our God is faithful. Father, we want to bless your name tonight. We just want to give you all the glory. We ask the Lord, you will touch our lives. You will quicken us in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, Lord, the throne of grace, let it be useful for us. Let it take us over. Let it grant us victory in everything we do. Father, in a few minutes, we'll go out to switch on the light. Thank you for those who have contributed. Thank you, Lord, for the engineers that put it together. We dedicate it unto you tonight, that, Lord, let it be a beacon of light from this church into this neighborhood forever in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that, Lord, your name alone will be glorified. Let men and women come in, know about your love as a result of today's events. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to sing what a friend we have in Jesus, and we take the offering. Then we just go straight out there.